Chats from the Blog Cabin. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one one podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin. You know, the show where I virtually invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. And today we're chatting all about healthy living and alternative to um, Western medicine, I should say, or Eastern medicine, not Western medicine, um, with Kate. Kate is the lead herbalist and CMO at Earthly. And Kate, before we get into talking about what you do, let's talk about who you are as a person and then what kind of led you into becoming a herbalist. Sure. So the story that I always tell about how I ended up here is when my daughter was born, she's almost 14 now, so she's not a baby anymore. She had some different health issues and we took her to all these doctors and we said, you know, what do we do to help her? And they either told us that there wasn't anything wrong with her at all or that they should, you know, just prescribe something for her. And none of it actually worked for her at all. It just made her eczema worse. And it was really frustrating to see as a mom. And I said, there has to be something better out there. Like there has to be another way that I can help my baby and not have her just like live like this her whole life. And so I started doing a little bit of research into herbs and figuring, well, I'll just try this. And so I made up this little cream for her that I used on her chronic diaper rash. And in like one diaper change, the diaper rash was basically gone. And like nothing else had been able to do that. And I said, wow, there's like really something to this. I really want to dive into this more. I want to research. I want to learn. And so that's really what jump started me on this journey is just trying to help my family be healthier. So how involved are you in the in helping your family be healthier? Are you one of these what the people call um, granola nuts where there everything has to be all natural? Or do you kind of do the combination of the two together? I'm fairly natural like I'd probably say more on the side of like everything is natural than not like I'm not gonna I'm not I guess an extremist like I literally just had a conversation on my blog page the other day because somebody was like oh what do you mean you bought frozen veggies or you got this frozen organic meal or whatever instead of buying a hundred percent you know natural stuff that you grew yourself or whatever and I'm like well you know there's compromises here and there but I do try to be as natural as I can so let's talk about how you got into making your own company because now you have your own company and that is like huge because a lot of people nowadays are leaning toward the natural products because of all the chemicals being put in our food and put into our skincare lines as well. Yeah. So it was actually a dream of mine for a really long time to be able to do that. Cause once I started making stuff for myself, then I started my blog so that I could share like recipes and stuff. But I had friends coming to me locally saying, you know, I'm not really a DIY person. I don't want to make this stuff. And I was hearing the same thing from my blog audience. They're like, I want to, I want a place to buy these things. And I want to know that they're actually as clean as the recipe that you put here. So do you sell this? Can I buy this from you? And for a while, my answer was no, because I had at you know several small children and my husband worked a corporate job and it was just not a 
an easy thing for us. But then in 2015, he quit his corporate job because we knew that we wanted to go in another direction. And it took us about a year after he quit to kind of figure out what our path was really going to look like. But we started making like just a couple of products, like things that we would used for our family for years or that had been really popular on the blog. And we put it out there and the response was huge. And we said, well, you know, gosh, this is clearly the path that we should be on. And we started launching more products and it, you know, it's grown into what it is today. So let's talk about the products that you have. What products can people look forward to when they look through Earthly? Uh, our most popular product is called Good Night Lotion, which is a magnesium lotion. Um, I don't know how familiar you or your audience are with like the benefits of magnesium, but most of us need more of it. And topical is an easy way to get it. And if you have it in a lotion versus a spray, it's not going to be itchy for you. So that's why I made that originally. Uh, we have an elderberry tincture. Most people probably know elderberry syrup. That's really common. Um, the tincture is shelf stable, so I can leave it wherever I want to leave it and it's not going to go bad. And, it, you know, it's in, in sight, in, in mind. I, I don't forget to use it every day. Uh, we have a skincare line. We have natural deodorant. We have quite a few other herbal tinctures just like for stress and sleep and, you know, lots of different things there. So we have a really extensive product line, actually. So you just mentioned magnesium. Now, I'm not really sure exactly how important magnesium is, and I'm sure some of my listeners aren't either. So tell us about that. Well, the, the number one thing that we know about magnesium, like most people know, is it helps you with sleep. So if you're laying there at night, you're like, I can't fall asleep, or like you experience like restless legs, that kind of thing. Uh, magnesium is going to help with that. Uh, for some people, it also helps like with muscle function. So like if you're, you know, you're sore after working out or working on the farm or whatever it is, you know, then magnesium can be really helpful there. Uh, getting enough magnesium is going to make sure that like, your heart is working the way that it should and um, that your body is detoxing naturally like it's supposed to. And really it's involved it's at some level in almost every body process. And so you, you made a cream, but is there other ways that you also can get magnesium as well? Yeah, you can use a spray, which is also a topical thing, but most people find that itchy. You can also take a supplement orally if you prefer. Um, there's powders, there's pills, there's there's lots of different ways to get magnesium. And it's also in chocolate and um, I honestly don't remember because we don't, there's not like a lot of food sources that, it, that are really rich in magnesium. So we usually look at a supplement for it. Now, I know there, there was one particular company, I can't remember which one, that did a uh a bath salt that had magnesium and do you do something like that as well? Uh, not currently. I think you might be thinking about ancient minerals because I've seen that a lot around and we used to use their magnesium to make our stuff back before we needed like pallets worth of magnesium to, to do stuff. But um, yeah, we've, we've seen that, but we don't uh, currently make a bath salt. So let's talk about um, your journey into becoming the company with your husband quitting his corporate job, that had to be a huge leap of faith for him to, you know, for you to say, okay, let's quit your corporate job and let's lean on this 100%. Yeah. And it was, um, there were moments it was a little bit scary. So, you know, we made a plan early in 2015 that he was going to quit because he actually worked at a pharmaceutical distribution company, which is not something that we, um, like he didn't, it was fine when he started the job in 2006, but we changed our whole lifestyle and it became not something we wanted to be a part of anymore. So he left it and we had some savings and that's what we were living on. And we spent all of 2016 trying to figure out like, what's going to be our thing? Like, what, what are we actually going to make a living on? And by the end of the year, our savings were gone. We had just started what we were doing at Earthly. We weren't making 
very much money at all. And it was like, this is make it or break it time. Like if we don't grow the business enough that we can actually like take some income here, then he's going to have to go back and get a job somewhere. And so that was, I mean, it was tough there to, to make it happen, but um, we did. And it's, 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 it's okay now. <laughs> it's going <laughs> fine now. <laughs> so how did you manage to get through those times? Because I know there's a lot of times people are like, they want to branch out, but they're so mm-hmm. scared of the unknown that they're not going to branch out or they get to that one roadblock and they immediately stop. How yeah. did you push through those roadblocks? Well, it did really help that I had had a blog at that point for, I think, gosh, six years. So like I spent six years part time when he was working his full time job, trying to build up an audience and a reputation. And then, you know, that was the people that I could market to. So, you know, if somebody's trying to start something new, and they're like, gosh, I don't know if we like can really make this work, I would recommend trying to like start something on the side, get something going. And then once you've kind of built yourself an audience, and it's like a little more stable, and you have some better options, then you can take that leap knowing that it's not like leaping into nothing. I love that leaping into nothing, because a lot of people are scared of the unknown. And I think one of my favorite quotes is when it says life begins outside your comfort zone because you had to take a leap out of your comfort zone, leave that job and that steady income to create a company that you're, you and your husband are both proud of. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited and glad that we did take this leap. Like those first couple of years, we were like, well, gosh, you know, he could be making more money doing something else and we wouldn't have to worry about these things and, and whatever. But now that we're on the other side of that and we've really followed our passion, it's been totally worth it. I love that. So we're going to take a brief commercial break and then we'll be right back. Chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Homeschooling just got easier and deliciously fun. My new book, Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families is a delightful devotional the whole family will love. With encouragement for mom, fun family activities, conversation starters, and simple baking recipes. It's sure to feed your family's faith while building lasting memories in just minutes a week. And we're back talking with Katie and we're talking about natural alternatives with your um, business earthly, but also let's talk about some natural alternatives for some of the things we already talked about magnesium, how magnesium helps you sleep, but what are some mm-hmm. of the natural alternatives that we could turn to instead of using all the chemical based stuff that we use? Uh, well, one thing a lot of people experience often is like heartburn or indigestion, things like that. Um, there's something called digestive bitters, which is essentially herbs that have a bitter flavor and it stimulates um, like digestive juices so that your body can kind of um, like properly digest your food and then it helps with those symptoms. So um, that's a really good one to have. And if you don't like we have a tincture version of it called digest support, but you can also make it yourself if you have like vodka and orange peels that can make something easily. Um 
one of the very first ones that I created was a teething remedy because I had, I have six kids. So I had lots of teething babies <laughs> and I did not want to give them Tylenol or whatever else. And my third baby, like we started using the teething tablets, which are like a homeopathic version. It's natural and stuff. But whenever he would take those, he would not have teething pain or be fussy anymore, but he wouldn't go to sleep. And it's like, I'm glad the baby's happy, but I want to go to bed. It's midnight, you know, whatever. So I had to find another solution for him. And cloves are a really uh, good herb for teething and tooth pain. And so we, I made a tincture out of that and we have that around. And even now I use it with like my 12 year olds getting his 12 year molars, my six year olds getting his six year molars. So like we've continued to use it. Um, Oh, headaches is another thing that a lot of people experience. So magnesium can actually be good for that too, but turmeric, um, meadow sweets, those can kind of help with pain and inflammation. Uh, we have a formula called pain potion that we do, or you can obviously get capsules if you prefer that. Um, and I also just like to have on hand things like a piece of ginger roots, a lemon, raw honey. That stuff's good for if you have a cold or a cough or a sore throat um, or ginger is good for upset stomachs. So and that's stuff that's available at any grocery store. So it really just depends on what your needs are. But there's just endless natural remedies that can help. You just brought me to another point. You said stuff that's available at your local grocery store, because a lot of people think that when you have to go buy these natural remedies, they you have to go to all these places that like here, you have to go to these specialty stores, but yeah. you just mentioned grocery stores. So let's talk about some of the things that we can find at our grocery store to help with the natural remedies. Yeah. So in addition to honey and lemon and ginger, I would look at garlic and cinnamon and cayenne pepper. Cinnamon is a really potent anti-inflammatory and most people enjoy cinnamon. So you can, you know, mix it with a little bit of raw honey and just eat that. If you, you know, have any kind of pain, I used it for my 12 year old when he was four and he got poison ivy and he's poor boy. He's so allergic. So he's like all puffy and swollen and he's itchy. And so I put clay on the actual rash and then I gave him a mix of the cinnamon and honey so that he would like experience a little bit of less pain and inflammation and not let him sleep for at least a few hours at a time. Um, Gosh, what else? So garlic is good if you, you know, are starting to get sick with really anything, if you are getting a sore throat or you just kind of don't feel right. Um, cayenne pepper is also a potent anti-inflammatory. Not everybody likes it because it is really spicy. Um, I like to mix it with like make like ginger tea and then put lemon and honey and then a little bit of cayenne and it tastes like a really spicy lemonade and it's, it's delicious. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of options that you can get at a grocery store and not, you know, for not a lot of money. See, that's another thing that a lot of people hit on. You just hit on. A lot of people think that when they buy natural, all natural, it's going to cost them an arm and a leg. And they'd rather just go buy that $5 bottle of ibuprofen or yeah. that $10 bottle, you know, or the, the teething remedy that may be yeah. $10 out of vitamins. Whereas if you're eating naturally, you're getting some of those vitamins that you don't need to supplement as much. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, um, I know that you have a farm, so I don't know you know, you, you probably care a whole lot about what's growing outside and you can forage for stuff too, that can be used as an outdoor remedy. Dandelions are everywhere and they're excellent for a lot of different things. You can make a tea out of it. It's kind of like a natural multivitamin. You can put it in salads. If you harvest the root, it's really good for liver supports. Um, plantain is another one that's out in pretty much every yard. And that one, if you dry it and steep it in whatever oil you happen to have on hand, olive oil, coconut oil, whatever, um, it's really good for your skin. So you can make yourself like a little like skin oil or lotion very easily. And that stuff is like, it's just free. It's outside. So there's a lot of options out there that are affordable.
So when you started researching, did you really think that you were going to actually branch out and do this as a whole? Or you just thought, you okay, I'm just going to help my family because I don't want to have all these chemicals going into, especially when you talked about your daughter had eczema mm -hmm. and you mixed up something for her diaper rash. Because yeah. the skin, I imagine the skin is our most important organ and we're getting all those chemicals through our skin that we're using something all natural, it helps us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess when I was first finding out about this, it was kind of like 2008, 2009. And I was just like reading this stuff and going, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that this stuff was out there. And I was so like, I wanted to tell everybody and people were not as open to it as they are today. It wasn't like it was kind of a, a small niche thing that people did. Some people did. And the mainstream was like, they weren't quite there the way that they are now. And so like a lot of people are like, okay. You know, like they don't want to hear everything that I'm saying, like they're tired of it. So I really started the blog because I just wanted to tell anybody who wanted to hear it. And of course, it's grown so much over the last 12 years. And a lot of people, even if they're like, I'm not giving up my mainstream, whatever, they still are interested in what else natural can I incorporate in my life? And so um, with people's interest growing, I guess it's become more of a thing. But like, I just wanted to tell anybody who wanted to hear it. I love that. And you keep mentioning your blog. Now, I have it written down somewhere, but I can't find it. Modern Alternative Mama. I yes. love that. So let's talk about why you started your blog and what it's grown into. Yeah, so I started it in the fall of 2009. At that point, I had basically two babies. My oldest was like 21 months and my youngest was like three months old. And I like... So she had all these health concerns and we hadn't dealt with a lot of them yet. And then I was noticing like a little bit of eczema cropping up in him and he was born at home. So I had like started to learn in the early part of 2009 that like these other things were options and enough to like find midwives and to choose to have him at home. But it was still a lot of it was still super new to me. And I just I really wanted to talk about it. I wanted to share his birth story. I wanted to share what we were doing with her. I wanted to share the research that I was doing and all the stuff that I had found and um, so I kind of just, you know, started putting it out there and hoping that people would follow. And so it's, you know, it's, there wasn't really social media either at that point in time. Like I didn't have any social media for at least six months after I started the blog. And then I did, but like my Facebook page had like 200 people, you know, at that time. And so I just... I don't know. I kind of grew, like I noticed things growing because obviously um, Pinterest and stuff didn't start till like 2011. Um, so I picked up more social media along the way. I started to just try to reach more people. I found other bloggers and I started like, you know, we would network with each other and say, well, I'll share your content if you share mine, things like that. Um, and it grew it, there at the, at the peak in, I think 2018, it, we were getting around 300,000 page views a month, which is decent. Um, it is a lot less now because it's not my major focus so much anymore. Earthly is, and also Google has changed their algorithms a few times and they're not super friendly to natural minded bloggers. So, um, but it's still out there and I still update it here and there just to share thoughts and ideas. I love how you said you still update it here and there. Um, I love also on your bio, it said that you love hosting local make and take nights. So let's talk about that. I haven't done that in a while here because it's been like I spend my whole day making things. So I don't want to do it in my evenings. But back before I got started doing this in like 2013, 14, 15, we would do it like every month or two. We would just invite all these local moms 
And I would come up with various recipes for like, oh, we're going to make a cough syrup and we're going to make like a drawing salve. Or we're going to make um, like a diaper rash salve. Like we'd have three or four different things that we would do. And everybody would kind of bring herbs that they had from their collection or they would pay me a couple of dollars and I would, you know, get whatever we needed. And then together we would make these things and I would show them how to do it. And then everybody would go home at the end of the night with one of everything or whatever it was that they wanted. And so then everybody had these natural products that we all kind of learned together. I love that. I love the fact that you're, you're not, you want to share what you're learning. You want to share how you're making things. It's not like, of course, now I'm sure because it's earthly, because you have your own company. You're, some of it is proprietary that you don't want to share everything that you're making yeah. um, because you obviously want to make some money, but you're still willing to share some of your recipes, like you said, on your blog as well to, to help influence others. Because a lot of people will say, okay, well, give me some money and I'll make it for you instead of yeah. I want to show you how to make it. So I love that. Yeah, I do. I like both because there's, you know, some people who are really DIY oriented and they just want to do it themselves and that's great. And then there's other people that are like, I don't ever want to DIY anything. Can I just buy it? And there's absolutely room for both. Now, a lot of people think when you DIY stuff, it's it's hard. That's why that's the mindset. I can't do it. I don't want to DIY it because everything is hard. I don't like you said, don't have time for it. But a lot of times mm -hmm. it's, it's very easy. So let's talk about someone who wants to DIY or create some uh, DIY herb garden or DIY herbs for, you know, for soaps or something like that mm -hmm. for anything that they might want to make, what would be the most essential things that they would need? Well, some projects are easier to DIY than others. Like if you want to make an herbal tincture or a tea, those are very simple. You don't need very many ingredients. Uh, for a tea, you just need whatever herbs you want to use and then like a, a good strainer or a tea basket, something like that. And then hot water and then honey if you're into that or whatever you want for sweetener um if you want to do an herbal tincture you either need vodka or some of us do like glycerin so that way it, there's no alcohol content some people are more comfortable with that it also extracts some different properties than the alcohol does like if you're looking for um like the vitamin mineral content, you probably want glycerin versus alcohol there. Um, and you can buy that on Amazon or, or lots of different places. Sometimes health food stores will have that locally. Um, and then water and your herbs, of course, and a mason jar. That's very simple. If you want to make an herbal salve, there's a couple of steps to that one. So it's, but it's still very easy. You need whatever, some type of oil. I usually use olive oil or avocado oil. Um, your herbs, of course, it's better if they're dried in that case so that you don't risk introducing water to the oil and making the oil go rancid faster. And then some kind of wax and a container to put it in. So you can, again, you can buy all these supplies on Amazon or there's various like herbal supply stores. You can get stuff like mountain rose herbs. Um, but it's really just a couple of steps. Like I've taught my eight-year-old to do these things and he loves it. So it's like, you know, if a kid can do it, it just feels intimidating because you've never done it before. But mm -hmm. if you just watch a video and then you just give it a shot, like it really isn't hard. So you keep mentioning, you know, you can get it on Amazon and some other herb places. Um, for Amazon, what would you search for? If you search for like organic herbs or organic beeswax or, you know, just organic, whatever you're looking for, you'll probably find it come up under Star West Botanicals, Frontier. Um, I don't know if Mountain Rose actually sells on there, but those are good companies. Any of those three are good. Um, almost everything is probably going to come from one of them, if you, even if you're looking at Amazon. I love that. I love the fact that you're here. You're, you're still trying to sell your product, but you're still out there trying to help other people. Now let's talk about COVID. 
did COVID hit your company hard or did it actually increase your sales because people are looking for obviously hand sanitizer and things yeah. like that and all now for alternatives? It did increase sales and um, it was like overnight. I remember like the last week of February in 2020 when everybody was like really starting to talk about it and we were like, well, gosh, how long is this going to last? Like, what's going to go on here? And we started talking about respiratory support and what you could do to stay healthy just in case. And all of a sudden, sales like jumped way up. Like, we did not have enough staff, and it was hard to get certain raw materials so that we could make everything and get it shipped out. I told my staff, and they fully agreed. It was like drinking through a fire hose for a few weeks there until things kind of started to settle back down. But um, yeah, everybody was like, "What do we? What do we do just in case? Like, what do I get to support my immune system? What do I do if I, you know, if I do get sick? Like, how do I help?" And so they wanted to get prepared with, you know, everything. <laughs> So what do what what are some of the things now that because I know we're going into the cold and flu season, which last year we didn't hear much about the cold and no. flu season because of COVID, but yeah. now we're going into the cold and flu season and obviously bronchitis season as well because that's what I normally suffer from. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the things that we can help with our respiratory during this time. So elderberry and mullein are two of my very favorite herbs for respiratory health. Um, my elderberry elixir does contain both, or you can get them and you can make a tea out of them, or you can make a syrup, depending on your preference. Um, goldenrod is another good one, and that is probably just past the right season, but that's something that grows like as a weed everywhere around us. So I harvested some just from my yard the other week and dried it, and so I have you know, a bunch of that around, and that would make a really nice tea, and it's good for respiratory support. Um... There's some essential oil. I don't use essential oils as much because you do have to be a little bit more careful with them because they're so concentrated. But I like to have balm, mint, bush, lemon, and rosalina around because if somebody is like having a little bit of trouble breathing, if they've caught a little something, it could just help them breathe a little bit more clearly. Um, I buy usually plant therapy or um, Eden's Garden, I think I've bought before. And, you know, there's a lot of different brands out there now. I do make a salve called Breathe Well that's already those herbs, but they are good to put in a diffuser too. If, you know, like lemon's a good one to just freshen the air and kill germs naturally. So that can hopefully help it make you less likely to get sick. Um, and then just supporting your body in general, making sure you're getting a good night's sleep, that you're eating healthy. Um, you know, dandelion leaf can come in there so it can give you like an extra boost of vitamins and minerals. Yeah. I love that. Now let's talk about um, my, my thing just went, when you decided to open up your company full time and your husband went full time with you and you just talked about having a staff, let's talk yeah. about your actual process of actually going from making the products. I'm assuming you were making them in your home and now you, you have a company that makes them now and you have a staff that makes them. Yes. So yeah, we started out with just him and me in the kitchen. You know, we would make a four cup thing of deodorant and, and just sit at the kitchen table and, and pour it, you know, and that was probably a month's supply, if, if not longer than that at that point in time. And we had a couple of like my friends working like very part time for us, like 10 hours a week that was helping us with social media and things like that. And as we started to grow a little bit at the beginning of 2017, I said, hey, would you guys come in here and help us make products a little bit. And one of my friends that started doing that with me um, back then is now one of my production supervisors in the company. So she's still here with us. Um, and then 
as we needed more, I started looking at other friends and friends of friends and just saying, you know, hey, would you come work for me 10 or 20 hours a week and just help me do these things? And we had set up my garage into kind of like a studio at that point. So we put like a little burner table out there and we had like a table and we would just, um, we put up some little shelves along the side and we would just do everything there. And we all, we fit in like these little four sections of shelves. It was probably like 16 mm -hmm. feet long and everything was there. And uh, we, we kept using kind of part-time friends through the first couple of years in um, 2018, we hired our first, like, we have no idea who these people are. We're just hiring like an actual full-time job. And that was like nerve wracking. Like I'm, I'm responsible for somebody's full-time paycheck here, you know, at first that was a lot to take on. It felt like, but um, some of the people I hired then are still also with the company and are in leadership now at the company. And today we have somewhere between 40 and 50 people that work here. Some are part-time, some most are full-time. Um, and it's, we have about a 13,000 square foot facility, although we're crammed here and we're going to move next spring to hopefully a much larger place. So it's grown a lot and it's been quite a wild ride. <laughs> wow. A 13,000 square foot facility from your garage or yeah. from your kitchen table to begin with and yeah. then to your garage to the facility and now looking to expand even more. Mm -hmm. Now, do you make everything by hand or some of it by machines now? A lot of it is starting to move in the direction of machines because we just could not keep up with the volume that we're seeing like our good night lotion sells 2000 units a month and that would take somebody like all day every day to be able to produce that many so we have like pouring machines and we have labeling machines and we just got our very first fully automated machine which was a capsule machine and we launched our capsule capsule line like two weeks ago, I want to say, like, it was very recent. And so it's been like, it's a steep learning curve to learn to use these machines. Um, but it, it is helpful to be able to do more. And so we, we are moving in that direction more and more. Some things are still entirely by hand. And the smaller sales or smaller items will probably be by hand for a while yet. But, um, you know, our goal is to really change the way the world sees healthcare, which means we want to reach as many people as possible, which means we need to be able to scale what we're doing um, and produce more to be able to reach those people. Now, do you see, are you still involved in the day to day? Are you kind of like some days, okay, I'm home with my kids and then I just kind of pop in or your husband pops in or do you guys take days off or what? So I'm, I work in the office physically Mondays and Thursdays every week, and I'm here for as many hours as I need to. And I, I have leadership here that's every day. And so I spend my time, you know, checking in with them, doing interviews like this, um, talking to my staff just to, you know, make, like, I know everybody's name. I get to know everybody. That's important to me. Um, I, and if they need help, like we were, we're trying to prepare for Black Friday right now. And we were trying to prepare for launch a couple of weeks ago. And so there was a couple of weeks where I spent my days on the floor and I was making stuff because that's what needed to be done at that point. Um, I don't do that every day. There, I'll go weeks or months sometimes without being on the floor and then I'll be on the floor again. Um, my husband doesn't work in the office as often as I do. He kind of comes in randomly whenever they're like, hey, we need you for something. So he'll come in. Uh, he was here Friday building shelves for the team because that's what needed to be done that day. Uh, he does a lot of behind the scenes like IT, um, mm -hmm. computer tech. I don't understand all the details of what goes on there, but I know what he, you know, the over overview of what he does. Um, and when I'm not in the office, I'm working from home a lot. So I'm kind of balancing like homeschooling with like checking my email and my, my communications and, you know, answering questions for people. And um, so I'm working all the time, but I'm in the office two days a week. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about schooling, but you just said homeschooling. How do you yeah. balance that, too, and still find time for yourself as well? So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a tricky thing. So with the homeschooling, like, we've done a lot more online classes the last couple of years because then we can at least say, like, well, you're going to get something even if I don't have a time to sit down and do this with you. Um the older ones are almost 14, 12, and 10, so they're able to do a lot of stuff more independently, work on their own projects, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to carve out 10 or 15 minutes, at least a few days a week, to sit and like read with the little ones and help them. I ask the older ones if they wouldn't mind reading with them occasionally. Um, they do um, online classes here and there, but not like maybe once a week or every other week, the little ones, the older ones do it a lot more often. Um, my husband will do things with them. We might do stuff evenings, weekends, just kind of at random times, whenever we can fit it in. Um, it's just a lot of kind of whatever happens. And as far as relaxing we will go and go and go and then we'll have a weekend like this past weekend where like we've done so much for weeks and we'll be like so we're doing nothing today (laughs) we'll just sit there and have a day where we just don't and we just sit around watch tv the kids play and we just don't do anything but um there's no rhyme or reason to anything we just kind of do whatever (laughs) you just go with the flow basically right yeah I have to know with the homeschooling, have you made like some of your herbs and some of your salves and stuff? Has that been kind of like in chemistry projects or things like that or science projects for the kids? <laughs> yeah, we've done that. And like my eight-year-old is is especially interested in doing that. So like he's learned how to infuse oils and make salves and he's made some tinctures. They've all, they all know how to make different types of tea. Um, they've done a like, yeah, we've done a lot with different herbs, harvesting, growing, things like that. And that's one thing that homeschooling gives you that regular traditional schooling doesn't is the mm-hmm. ability to teach your kids other things and just the reading, writing and, and arithmetic and the yeah. math. So let's talk about some of the other things that you do with your kids besides, you know, when you're homeschooling them, what other things that options you can do? You mean for homeschooling other things that they do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two of my boys are doing karate classes right now. We found a nice local studio near us. So they're down there doing that. They they love it. They're very physical kids. So I'm like, you need a, a healthy outlet <laughs> for this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done local art classes at times. They like painting and, and techniques and things like that. We've done homeschool co-ops at different like kind of on and off for the last eight years. We've done homeschool co-ops with friends, sometimes more casual ones where we just kind of tossed materials at them and let them do stuff other times more formal ones where we actually had classes that they would sit down and do um my daughter wants to own a bakery so she spends quite a lot of time cooking and baking developing her own recipes trying to perfect things like that um we've done a lot of like subscription boxes for my 10 year old wants to be an engineer so like he'll build his um eureka crate or his kiwi crate you know whatever it is that he has and he likes to learn about that stuff um We've done a lot on out school. That's where we do a lot of our online classes. So they can learn from teachers who know things that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I just issue them challenges like, hey, you guys can write a persuasive essay for me about a thing that you want that costs up to $20. And the one that writes the best one gets the thing that they want just for fun. You know, why not? So we we get creative with it, kind of whatever we think of. I love that. Well, our time is almost up. Is there one last thing that you want to tell people about herbs or about going all natural or anything like that? It doesn't need to be hard and it doesn't need to be 
all at once. If you can find something that you can try, just pick a project, pick one thing, even if that's literally going outside and picking some dandelions to put in your salad today. Anybody can do that. So don't don't feel like it, it needs to be overwhelming and it needs to be like, oh my gosh, this is killing us and this is killing us and everything is just horrible. Just yeah. pick pick something and start somewhere and it's it's fine. It's a journey for everybody. I love that. Pick something and start somewhere because I think that's where everybody needs to even even if you're not doing natural living somewhere else, you're doing yeah. something else. You need to pick something and just start a project. Yeah, for sure. And tell people where they can find you at. So they can find me at earthly.com, which you have on the screen right now. They can also find me at modernalternativemama.com. And they can find me on Facebook under both of those business names and TikTok as well under Earthly. Okay. I got to know about TikTok. What do you share on TikTok under Earthly? Oh, we make all kinds of cute little videos about... Um, making your own health choices and how to use different herbs and sometimes behind the scenes videos of us making or pouring things. Um, uh, just a lot of different things over there. I think I'm going to go right now, go over and subscribe to that one. Cause I think that's probably going to probably be like, cause it's like normally 30 seconds to a minute on TikTok mm -hmm. where people can see how easy it is to do it. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So Kate, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing about the um earthly and about how you can do an, a natural alternative natural lifestyle and i love that yeah well thank you for having me so guys i will put in the show notes everywhere where you can find her at as well as where you can if you want to order products and oh one thing i forgot to ask you about is the book that you co-authored let's talk about oh, that yeah it's called natural remedies for kids and i wrote that in 2014 2015 and then it was it was released in uh the fall of 2015 and the whole goal of that book is to make natural remedies accessible to the average person and my co-author was dr bob zajic and he's a pediatrician and a father of eight so he's you know board certified md and he um you know he has like dr bob says boxes throughout the book mm -hmm. so it's like i will advise you on like hey if your kid has a cough here's some things you can do at home to help with that that. And then Dr. Bob will say, well, but if you see this symptom or that symptom, then that's the time to maybe call your doctor and, you know, maybe it's a little something more. And so it's a really, really helpful guide because it's, um, it combines the best of Western, like, medicine like traditional mm -hmm. doctors and some of this more natural stuff so it's great for beginners there's a bunch of recipes in there so you can make your own stuff and then there's lists of like little simple things to have on hand that you can you know what you should like from the grocery store and things like that so and it's by symptom by symptom rather than like having to know what your kid's diagnosis is or something because a lot of parents like my kid's tummy hurts I don't need to go to the doctor and figure out why mm -hmm. I just my kid's tummy hurts so um it's it's a really simple book to use and I love that. And I love the fact that you said that Dr. Bob will put in, if, if your symptom looks like this, you may need to go to the doctor mm -hmm. because a lot of people think that they don't need to go to the doctor or, or some parents overreact and take their yeah. kids to the doctor for every single solitary thing. So I love that. And I will put that in the show notes as well, guys, where you can get the book at. Um, so Kate, once again, I want to thank you so much for coming on and guys, be blessed and most importantly, keep chatting and keep chatting about things natural because the less chemicals we put in the body, the more, the better we're going to feel. Correct, Kate? Absolutely.
So guys, we will see you on the next chat from the Block Cabin. Chats from the Blog Cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.